Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk all about the great resignation, living with no excuses and radical responsibility. Why would you want to listen to this episode? Well, today it's all about finding your purpose and not compromising. Today, I brought on the legendary Steve White, businessman, philanthropist, and author. Steve White was president of Comcast West Division for 11 years, launching his career in 1996 as regional vice president. He was responsible for all of Comcast Cable's operations in the western U.S., leading nearly 30,000 employees, serving almost 10 million customers, and driving annual revenue of nearly $18 billion. Giving it back and paying it forward are two of Steve White's life values. He's lived in Denver for more than 10 years and champions causes related to family and education, such as the Denver Scholarship Fund. Steve is currently a member of the Colorado Forum, Executive Leadership Council, or ELC, and the Delta Eta Boule of Denver. Steve White is authoring a new book entitled Uncompromising, How an Unwavering Commitment to Your Why Leads to an Impactful Life and a Lasting Legacy. This book explores the defining, often heart-wrenching moments on Steve's path from the housing projects to a president of Comcast West and how he positively made a difference in his life and for those around him. So as you can see, Steve is going to be absolutely incredible and we'll tackle head on why people are resigning from their jobs even during the pandemic and how we can be responsible for our futures. Without further ado, this is episode 251 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to spending the next 30 minutes or so with you. I have to say you have an amazing background and I'm excited to bring in some of the stories from your past and some of the lessons that listeners are going to have during this episode. But first, I have to ask just because this is so topical right now, but let's talk about the great resignation and Something that you said when we first spoke was that you don't necessarily call it the great resignation. You call it the what exactly? Yeah. Part of radical responsibility is looking at things with truth. I call it the great reset, Chris, not the great resignation, because I believe what COVID did, first of all, it slowed us all down, mm -hmm. forced us into our homes. And when you get that kind of time, you start to reflect and you start to reflect on your values and what's important to you. And as teammates and leaders and folks here in America and across the world have had this time to pause and think about their values and what's important, they were now able to very clearly look at how they were spending their time at work and trying to ascertain was it connected to their purpose, mm. their why. And in a lot of cases, they're coming back with the answer of no, and that's why you see folks making decisions, either resigning or going to another company or just stepping out of the workforce because they're trying to get reconnected to what's important. And what's important is your purpose and why you're on this earth. That makes so much sense. And I think seeing it as a positive thing, because obviously there are a lot of things going on with the economy right now and a lot of frustrated job seekers. So the reason why I do this podcast is because I try to inject that positivity. And I think you're such a great embodiment of that because you're reframing something so dark as the great resignation as an opportunity for job seekers, correct? 
That's exactly right. And it does put a little bit more pressure on companies to ensure that when they're listening to their workers, listening to their employees, but also ensuring that what they're doing has a greater purpose that's bigger than them. It can't always be about money. While we know that's important because we most companies have shareholders, but can you link what you're doing to something much bigger? That's what's going to get teammates excited about working there. Okay. That makes so much sense. And as a business owner myself, this is something that I am going to be deep diving into this next week. So this is perfect timing for me. Steve, I have to ask, finding your purpose is huge for you. This is one of your core messages and your content. It's really what you are all about. And like you said, for many job seekers, they're finding out that you know my purpose isn't to, and I'll use the example because the industry is getting hit hard right now, but to be in the restaurant industry right now, to be serving or to be out and about and doing the things that I wasn't meant to do. How do I start to look at my purpose? I mean, I can tell you right now, I don't want to be in restaurants. I don't want to be serving or doing those things. How do I figure out what I want to do? Well, it's a good question. So first of all, Chris, my book, Uncompromising, which comes out on February 22nd and available for pre-order now on Amazon, I really build a book around this quote. One of my favorite quotes, it was attributed to Mark Twain. The two most important days in your life, Chris, is one, the day you're born. The second is when you know why. And the only way you find out your why is you've got to spend a great deal of time reflecting and thinking about what is it that you love and you're passionate about? For example, my why I uncovered through adversity. I was fired from a job in the late 80s. I was working hard, but I realized all of my efforts were about me and not about the men and women that were supporting me. And so I got fired and I was hurt. But through that tragedy, I was able to step back and say, you know, what really fulfills me in creating this mm-hmm. table of prosperity for others is really what I identified as my purpose, my why, something that gives me energy. And so all of us have to go through that inventory process to say, if I could do something for free, if I had all the money in the world and I could just do something for free and I didn't have to worry about money, what would I go do? That is a great place to start, Chris, to identify your why. What would you do for free that you're good at, right? I might play (laughs) basketball or play golf, but I'm not always good at it. But if you're good at it and you would do it for free, that is a great place to start in identifying why you were placed on this earth. That's such good advice there. I think about the things that I would do for free and I'm willing to put in the blood, sweat and tears for it and not get paid as much initially. So I believe in potential of the power of learning and stuff like that. I want to go back to your story and you finding your purpose because that's an amazing thing in itself. So getting fired from a job and then coming back to it. So what were the things going through your mind after you got fired and how I guess, was there a specific moment where you found your purpose or was it more of a slow burn? Well, you know, it's a good question, Chris. It was always there. I didn't know it was there because my journey starts with a single mother who raised four boys by herself. She was a high school janitor for 35 years. 
obviously on a very limited income, but found a way to raise four boys. And I remember, Chris, when I was a young boy at 11 years old, her first job after she had left my father was she was uh, cleaning motel rooms. And this is motel with an M, not a hotel with an mm-hmm. H. You know what I'm talking about. A motel mm-hmm. is you pull up the car and the door's right there. But we would go in there and we would clean these motel rooms and they were difficult. They were dirty, but my mother always had a smile on her face. She brought us along as her little workers and helpers. And while her ability, while her skills were certainly much greater than being a person at clean motel rooms, she did it with joy because her purpose and focus was on caring for her four little boys that they would have a better life than she had. And so when I got fired, I started reflecting on what's really important. And if my mother could go out here and find her passion and live her purpose and not be a millionaire, not have tons of money in the bank, but find joy in that and fulfillment, that's what I started reflecting on my journey. And I thought about, Chris, the way I got to that point where I was actually in a leadership position. There were so many people who had given me a hand up, not a handout. A hand up is somebody that presents an opportunity to you and you take advantage of it. Handout is charity. Someone's giving you something. An opportunity is I still have to go earn it and work for it. And I started reflecting on the number of people who had provided a hand up for me. And that's when I started to discover that's what motivates me. That's what excites me. So it was always there, Chris. It was through adversity. I had to hit a almost rock bottom for me to find the answer to that important question. In most Amazing. cases, Chris, it's already there in us. Mm-hmm. We just have to slow ourselves down for a moment to find it. That's amazing. And I spent some time, funny enough, this past weekend in a nature retreat. It was for my church. And I put the phone away for most of it. And there was so much silence involved in that. And I was like, why do I want silence? Silence is boring. That's the last thing I want right now. But it got me so many insights, I think, to what I want to do going forward. And it just gave me that peace of mind. And so even my conversations coming back Monday, Tuesday, I've been a lot more enlivening and I've just been a better person because of it. Mm -hmm. You uncover something very impactful there is taking time to reflect. Now, you don't have to go on a nature's uh, retreat to get that done, but every day, whether it's in the morning or evening, middle of the day, whatever works for you, ground yourself and find some space when you can relax and think. Some people work out, some people run, some people do it in the shower, whatever works for you, It's important that you find time on a daily basis to reflect, to reflect about your purpose. Am I in line with my purpose? Where am I off track? That allows you to stay in charge and moving forward. Excellent. So I want to shift to hand up versus handout in just a second. But before we go into that, you know, obviously people are changing careers left and right right now. I gave the whole restaurants example. It obviously goes beyond just that. But I'll ask you something that has to do with me picking my purpose. It's like, did these people just have the wrong purposes perhaps picked out to begin with? Or are purposes some things that might be dynamic and shift over time? Well, it's such a good question, you know, Chris, just like my mother, I go back to that example, while she was cleaning motel rooms, that was not her end game. That was what she had to do at that moment 
to drive toward her purpose and her why. Okay. So we always will find ourselves in a situation where we're not perfectly doing what we desire to do. But if what you're doing gives you a road to where you want to be, that's serving your purpose. You might not be doing it right that moment. And it's important that you stay in the moment because you have bills to pay, you have other things. So I'm not saying go out and quit your job. But once you clearly identify your purpose and your why, then you can start marching toward that. And what you're doing in that moment might just be a road to get there, might just be an avenue, might just be a pathway. So it's very important to understand what am I doing to get to where I want to be versus what am I doing just to stand in place? If you're doing something that's marching to you where you want to be, that's cool. So let me give you an example. I have several friends in the restaurant business and they're musicians, they're actors, they want to do something in the creative space, but they're working in that restaurant because it allows them during the day to go out on auditions and do all of that. So that is somebody who's working in that restaurant because one, they like working with people, but more importantly is giving them the roadway, the pathway to their purpose. So that's how you have to think about whatever situation you're in, <clears throat> does it allow me to get closer to why I'm on this earth? That's when you find purpose in everything that you do. I love that. And for me, I see that as being one of the things that actually get me through the adversity when things aren't going so well. It's like, I know at least I'm trying to get my purpose and that gives me that North Star to really strive for. That's exactly right, Chris, because the only two things I can control in life is my attitude and effort. Mm -hmm. So if I've got my attitude and my mind right, I call it getting my mind right. The reason I'm doing this job is because it leads me here. That's my attitude reset. And I'm going to do a fantastic job at it because I never know if I'm in that restaurant, the person I'm serving might actually be in a position to help me get closer to my purpose. So I'm going to give them maximum effort. I'm going to give them maximum service because I never know when that moment's going to present itself where this person could be the key to unlocking me getting to my purpose. I love Attitude that. Attitude and effort. Those are the two things you can control. I love that so much. And there was this perhaps analogy or, or visual you shared with me in our last phone conversation about the 80,000 people in the stands looking at me at the end of my life. So <laughs> could you just elaborate on that or tell listeners what that is? You know, Chris, there are going to be people listening to us. Each of us, every single day, we impact someone new or different four, five, six, seven, eight times a day. Depends on what your day is like. I might be at a Starbucks getting a coffee. I might be greeting someone at my kid's school. Whatever it might be, I'm impacting someone based on how I handle myself, how I speak to them. Do I say a kind word to them? So think about this through your life. Let's just say we're all blessed and we live healthy and we live to 100 years old. That's 350 plus days a year times five or six people every day that you meet. And you multiply that then at the end of your life, when you're standing in judgment, those people that you've impacted, they're saying, Chris, 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 they're so excited because you made a difference in their life. Or they're saying, Chris, 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 in a very negative way. <laughs> but here's what's really terrible, Chris. Think about they're saying nothing. That yeah. means you live your life impacting no one. Yeah. Very few people go through their life not impacting someone. 
So your approach every day comes down to making an impact because as you find your purpose and why, Chris, it always involves other people. Mm -hmm. There's no purpose of meaning or why of meaning that only benefits you, right? That that means you're going on an island somewhere, you're around no other people, and you're just living by yourself. No one has that kind of existence. Everything we do around purpose and why not only impacts us, but it impacts others. The question for all of us, will that impact be a positive or will it be a negative one? We get to make that choice. I think that gives so much context for me in driving my purpose or deciding what my purpose is, because I want those people at the end of my life. I want those 80,000 people, you know, saying that I was able to help their life in some way or another, because I think as humans, we all have that built within us to serve others and to really better the lives around us. That's exactly right, Chris. And can I just add one other point to that, Chris? It's so important since we're talking about career. These are not separate enterprises. These are integrated into how you live your life and what you do. Personal versus business, Steve? That's right. These aren't separate enterprises. People say, well, Steve, how do you have work-life balance? I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I have work-life integration because what I do is who I am and it's one. And so when you can merge those two worlds and it becomes part of who you are, that's the special sauce, Chris. That's when we get excited and we wake up every morning without an alarm clock. We're ready to go because it's integrated. There's not a Steve at work and there's not a Steve at home. There's Steve. And what I do at home and at work serves why I was placed on this earth. And when you can merge those two, boy, that's the magic. So Steve, the first word in your book is uncompromising, which I think is great, by the way. What does it mean to you to be uncompromising and how does that tie into your purpose? Uncompromising is about now we know life is built on compromise. If you're married like I am, a successful marriage, a successful relationship, a successful work relationship is all about compromise. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about, Chris, is when you can answer that question, the two most important days in your life is the day you're born. The second is when you know why. When you find out why you've been placed on this earth, Chris, that is what you're ruthless about. That is what you're uncompromising about in your Mm. pursuit to live your purpose and why. There will be a number of people that encourage you, but guess what? There are going to be people that don't encourage you, and you cannot allow yourself to be sidelined by the commentary that says, why do you want to do that? You can't do that. You know, that's impossible. That's where you have to put on the noise, the ear protectors, and really stay focused on why you were placed on their serve. That is what uncompromising is. It's an unwavering commitment to live your purpose and why. And if you do that, Chris, that's going to be a life well lived. I guarantee you, you're going to be successful, not by the normal standards of just making money. You're going to be successful, but just as important, Chris, you're going to have a lasting legacy. There's a quote in, in a song called Glorious, and I can't remember the artist's name, but he said, you die two times. You die when they put you in the grave. And the second 
is the last time someone mentions your name. Uh, and so our <laughs> job and our wow. focus is, I'm not saying we're going to be Abraham Lincoln. Who would have thought I'm sure Abraham Lincoln would have never dreamt that we would still be mentioning his yeah. name all yeah. of these years later. So yeah. we're not trying to be Abraham Lincoln. But what we're saying is that if we live our purpose and why in an integrated fashion, the last time someone mentions our name will be long after we've been buried. And that's a life of impact and legacy. I love that. So powerful, especially coming from you, someone who's really had this amazing career and built so much up from the projects and from nothing. So that blows my mind. And I promised listeners that I would ask about hand up versus handout. And then after that, I want to pivot to radical responsibility, which is something that I would love to just get into. But in the whole hand up versus handout, which is something that I continue to think about since our last call. Can you just give an example of perhaps a hand up that someone gave in your life or someone who you might know that helped them to move them forward? Yeah, great question. I shared with you earlier, Chris, one of the ways my why crystallized for me, I was fired. I was leading a group of uh, men and women, and I was not doing a good job. At the time, I thought I was doing a good job. But in reality, as I reflect, I was not doing a good job. And do you know, Chris, at my lowest point, I went home, I was licking my chops and a gentleman named Darnell Martin, who worked for our company, but worked in another division. So he was not involved in my specific business, but he worked at our company and he called me up and said, how are you? And I said, you know, how do you think I am? I just got fired. He said, I know I heard that, but I see something more in you. I don't believe you're that person that deserves to be fired. Yes, you are not doing a good job. Let's agree on that. But I see more in you. And if you're interested, I will move you from Detroit to Chicago and give you a shot. There are no guarantees, but I will give you a shot Cut to the demonstrate shot. to the company and others that you're the kind of leader that focuses on others and not yourself. That is a hand up. There were no guarantees. I packed up my stuff in a U-Haul. I got to Chicago as fast as I could. And my career took off after that because that was a hand up, not a handout. A handout is somebody said, look, let me give you $10,000 to help you through this difficult time. That's important. Sometimes we do need that, Chris. But in this case, no guarantees, but I'm going to give you an opportunity. And if you're willing to humble yourself, if you're willing to humble yourself, here's an opportunity for you. And boy, that took off for me. And that's what I call a hand up. And I was smart enough to take advantage of it. And to this day, I give Darnell Martin all the credit. He's no longer with us, but I give him a level of credit for my career, probably more so than any other individual. I love that. And the fact that you remember it after all these years, I think just says so much. And I think hand up when I think of the first customers that decided to take a chance on our brand new company when I was a recent college graduate and I necessarily I had the raw talent, but I didn't necessarily have the experience that all these other resume services had. So I think the idea of hand up and really taking advantage of it and going 110% like you did in your story, I think is what a lot of job seekers should be striving to do. So Truly Chris, beautiful. A part of my responsibility is to share those stories. 
to pay it forward. So what better way to honor Darnell than to share this story of providing this hand up? I look at this opportunity with you today, Chris, as a hand up, as an opportunity for me to share my story. And hopefully one person, hopefully one person will be impacted in a positive way based on them listening to us. Now, my hope is it's going to be much greater, (laughs) but if one, this has been worth our time. Absolutely. So shifting gears over to radical responsibility, something I haven't talked to with any guests in perhaps any podcast episode. This is something that you're obviously passionate about, but could you please tell listeners what radical responsibility means and why they need it within their career? It's such a good question, Chris, but I'm going to give you a little context if I would. When I think about my life, I've lived longer than you, so but uh, people don't need to know my age, but I've lived a full life. And Chris, do you know, I added it up, there are only 12 decisions in my life that have really mattered. Now, we all make hundreds of decisions every day, every week, every month, every year. But when you strip it away, and I challenge our listeners, think about the decisions that you've made in your life that have really mattered. And for me, one of those 12 decisions and how I got to this point, I'm sure watching my mother, sure watching my relatives and other mentors, I decided I was not going to be a victim. And in America, there are hurdles. While we live in a great country with tremendous opportunities, there's a level of unfairness in our country. There's a level of lack of equality in our country. These are truths. And so I can allow myself to be a victim and say, I did not get here because of this, or I grew up in the housing projects, or I didn't have a silver spoon, or my mother was a janitor, and therefore I couldn't go to the best schools. I can look at all of that as hurdles that kept me from reaching my full potential. But I never looked at that as a hurdle. I always looked at it as an opportunity and say, I'm responsible for me. Yes. Do I wish the door was wide open for me? Absolutely. Do I wish I could have went to the absolute best schools? Absolutely. Do I wish I had new clothes every school year? Absolutely. But I get to make that decision to say, I'm not going to allow that to stand in my way. And so to all of our listeners today, each of us are running across hurdles. It's how we respond to that which allows us to reach our full potential. And so that was one of those 12 decisions. And that's what I mean about radical responsibility. I own me. I have to look at myself every morning, every night in the mirror. What do I see? Do I see someone that left it on the field? And what I mean by left it on the field, I gave it my all that day. If I can say yes, Chris, I'm not going to worry about the outcome. Let's not be outcome focused. Let's focus on the process of giving it your all every day. I promise you, if you do that, the outcome, success will take care of itself. We just have to focus on day in and day out being the best we can be, living our purpose and why the outcome will take care of itself. That's what I mean by radical responsibilities. Now, some days it's hard to do that. Chris, we all get punched in the stomach. There are some mornings I wake up. I don't yeah. feel like getting out of bed. I don't feel like I was going say, at it. You must have, have something. When I do that, I start counting my blessings. I start saying, wow, I'm healthy. 
My family is in good shape. My son is had a great day yesterday because he was with all of his friends. I start counting my blessings and after three or four of counting of those, I start yeah. to realize, you know what, Steve, you've got it so good. Get out of bed, dude, and get going. <laughs> so we're all going to run in those moments. So none of us are perfect, but start counting your blessings and you'll start to realize, you know what? I have a lot to be thankful for. I'm going to show a little gratitude here. I'm going to get my butt up and get going. I love your message, Steve, seriously. And I couldn't stop talking about this to my brother after we got off our last call. But you are inspiring to others because I would say that so many of us, and just from talking to your average person, so many of us put blame on other people or blame on the current situation. And if they just 100% owned up to, I could make an impact on my life, I can change something, I think people would be happier. And I'll give you an example in my own life. And I've told this story before in like an old podcast episode, but I built up this business to pretty good amount of sales, I think back in 2016. And then all of a sudden, one day, a blog that was generating a lot of traffic for us started losing SEO value. So it started generating less and less clicks for us and our sales went down. So I did have that attitude at first of, oh my gosh, this is happening to me. This isn't my fault. This is something that it just sucks. And I was really upset about it. And I didn't take responsibility first and just blamed it on the current circumstances. But I had to make that shift of radical responsibility like you were talking about. And I thought, you know, let's start to diversify some of our marketing initiatives to where it's not reliant on just one website. And those are some of the principles that still stick with our website today and the things that built us up better than 2016. So when you say radical responsibility, I cannot agree with you enough that this is what carries people forward in life, especially when things get down. Yeah, I love that story, Chris, because what it also tells me is usually through adversity, opportunity presents itself. So in this case, it forced you to look at the entire picture and say, you know what, I need to have more diversity in our approach and actually turn into an opportunity. And I would imagine you're still here. It clearly benefited you. How did you come to that conclusion of, okay, I need to go turn this adversity into opportunity? Was there a moment? It was a lot of me being in bed frustrated at first. So I did have my own sob story. And then after getting over that, I just turned into go, go, go mode. I was like, I have to do something because I care about this business so much. It probably was subconsciously tied to my purpose at some point that drove me. But I tell that story to this day because it's one of the reasons the podcast exists today is because I said to myself is like, I need other ways to reach out and to connect with people beyond just this one thing. So I love that Chris, and can I just add one point to that, that for our listeners, that's why it's so important. And I talk about this in the book as one of the pathways to a life of success, legacy and impact is I call them road dog relationships. And that means you need to have men and women, whether it's spouse, friends, brothers, sisters that are around you that will empower and encourage you. They won't, you know, sugarcoat things, okay. but they'll support you in a way that encourages you to get back up and they won't allow you to wallow in your guilt. It's okay to wallow a little bit, but having people around you that will encourage you. And I would imagine there are a couple of people in your life that probably help you through that by challenging you, asking you questions and helping you get to the next level. So I don't want to lose sight on this because none of us can do this by ourselves. 
But when you are supported by people that truly care about you and your well-being, it doesn't have to be a 30. It could be one or two. But as long as you have one or two road dogs along your side, boy, you're on your way. Love that. Thank you so much, Steve. You've been a fantastic guest. And I want to get into your book in a second because clearly you have so many amazing things to unpack there. But what final words of advice do you have for job seekers when it comes to finding your purpose and not compromising? Well, I would love it if you buy the book. The book is uncompromising. As I said, it's available on uh, Amazon. But if you want to follow me, I'm on my website is stevewhitespeaks.com. You can go on and you can follow me on social media and because I share my story on a regular basis. I truly believe, Chris, what I want to leave everyone with, particularly as it relates to your career and job, I had no idea that I would become president of a company, almost 20 billion in revenue, 30,000 employees. Who would have ever thought that? Mm -hmm. So don't focus on the outcome. I understand it's okay to have a goal of where you want to be. That's important to write it down. But what you have to do day in and day out is stay focused on the process. Stay focused on doing the best you can do every day. Stay focused on what you're doing every day. And I promise you the outcome will come. It might not come in the time frame you want it, but I promise you it will come. And I'm a living example of that. So that is the word I want to leave people with. Have a goal. That's very important. But stay focused on the process day in and day out. And I promise you the outcome will come. And sometimes it will exceed your own goals. I love that. Listeners, there is no better person who could have delivered that message just now. Steve White, who has built this amazing career, worked president of Comcast and led all these people. So Steve, I want to ask, clearly money isn't the motivation for writing the book, right? This is tied to your purpose. So talk a little bit more about how it does tie into your purpose and what a key message that I'm going to come away with after reading it. Yeah, Chris, I think the key to the book here is in the book, I talk about this unwavering commitment to your why. And I share with our team seven key pathways that I believe will allow you to leave that life of purpose. So the first pathway is we talk about find your fight. The second pathway is how do you stay focused on the real prize because there are a lot of distractions. Number three, live your life as a learning lab. The fact that our listeners are listening to you, that tells me they're living their life as a learning lab because they're listening to this broadcast. Think and act like a business. At the end of the day, Chris, I work for Steve White Incorporated. And in past, Comcast happens to pay for my service, and I'm very honored with that. Number five pathway is own your attitude and effort. Number six is how to navigate uncertainty. And then number seven is commit to what I call these road dog relationships. So I talk about these seven pathways to a life of legacy and impact. And what I believe our reader will walk away is they will walk away with a roadmap, a blueprint of how to create a path for themselves based on a life that has been lived with some ups and some downs, some heartaches, some uh, success stories, but sharing that in a way that you can go out and create your own blueprint. There's some books that you buy, you read, you feel good. This is a book that you go on this journey with me And I go with you in helping you create this blueprint. That is so awesome. And I also want to, because I'm a book reader and I like to read a lot of nonfiction, but 
and I never ask any podcast guest about this typically, but do you have a specific style or any, any sort of style you've developed in your own book writing? Curious what authors do in their process. It's a heart when authentic. Because I had to share some stories that were very personal. And, mm -hmm. you know, in some cases that I still feel the pain, I still have the scars. So when you're writing like everything in life, if you can be authentic, if you can share the good and the bad, I truly believe that's what people want. They don't want to try to be perfect. They want to live a life that's real. And a real life comes with mistakes. And when they can hear others talk about their successes and their mistakes, I think that's a level of authentic writing that people are attracted to. I agree. I absolutely agree. And that's what I gravitate towards because it's what resonates with me. And you can tell that I tried to ask as many stories and examples from you during this podcast. And I think it really made a difference for me and I'm sure it did for listeners. So thank you for all of that, Steve. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Career Warrior Podcast. You're awesome. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Perfect. And listeners, this wraps up episode 251 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Wow, this was the very first episode of 2022. What a great way to kick off the entire year and really enjoyed listening to Steve's insights. He's someone who I admire, someone who I look up to. And I personally recommend listening to this episode twice if finding your purpose is something that's important to you. Make sure to follow both Steve and myself on social media, tag us on LinkedIn and share this episode because we want to know what a good key takeaway is from you. And of course, we recommend connecting with us as well with a personalized note. As we mentioned during the show, if you're not jogging or driving, make sure to check out the links. We have stevewhitespeaks.com. This is all going to be within the description of the podcast. We also have the social media handles as well as how to get access to Steve's book, which is entitled Uncompromising, How an Unwavering Commitment to Your Why Leads to an Impactful Life and Lasting Legacy. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not get paid to say any of this. I truly do believe in all the messages that we've gone over today. So make sure to check that out. And I can't wait to see you next week. Can't wait to see what the year has in store for us. Take care, listeners. I'll see you next week. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.